Once upon a time, Vicky was trapped by the curse of her thoughts. It had her believing she was powerless, imperfect, and weak. Then one day, the curse started to lessen, and Vicky could see a little clearer. As each day passed, her thoughts improved until she broke free. She then began creating magic in her life. Now, Vicky is getting ready to marry her Prince Charming. This is her manifesting success story. And welcome to this special bonus episode. I am normally your host, Cassie Parks. However, today, Vicki Pace gets to ask me her questions. So take it over, Vicki. Doing an evil knuckle crack. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Cassie, when was the first moment you realized the type of scripting that you created is the most powerful? Ooh. Um. So it was a little bit of an evolution. So there's, there was one moment where I realized it was more powerful, which is a separate moment from where I actually created the formula. So I had been doing my scripting, um, you know, scripting manifest 10 K people have probably heard this story, you know, scripting about all the people who are going to join what an awesome coach I was, because I really understood I was a person who knew how to have very few clients. If I wanted to be a person with a lot of clients, I had to practice that beingness because I didn't know what that was like. Mm -hmm. So scripting through manifest 10 K, it was like, this is really, this is really valuable. Um, and sort of as it evolved, it really got more in depth and more, um, into the emotion and to the senses. And there were just a couple of things that I was learning at that time. And then I took a program cause I wanted to learn more about the unified field and, um, this, our focus driven universe and things like that. And so I took this course and I was doing this, there was scripting in it, which I knew there would be. And there wasn't like a general instruction. It was like, do, you know, do scripting. And <laughs> The teacher actually wanted you to sort of break up and do three scripts. And I was like, no, it's a whole life. I'm I'm clear about that. Mm -hmm. And so I would do it that way. And the first script that I really dove into in this whole life way or was really, really focused on in that moment um, was about my relationship, but it was also, it was like a Saturday in my relationship. So it also involves some friends coming into town and like a really amazing weekend. Um, because I think at that time I might've even been scripting more than one day at once. And so it was about this amazing weekend and not like within less than a month. Um, I had a friend come into town. So the relationship wasn't there yet, but I had a friend come into town through a for me, it was a cool event. Her best friend actually couldn't come to town. She was, they were supposed to come and stay at my apartment together for this party mm-hmm. and only she could come. We had the most amazing weekend full of like this party, that party, some very fun running around adventures and just like long talks of the botanic gardens and spilling our guts. And it was so much of that script minus the, you know, her having a partner, which she did have one, he just wasn't there. And my partner, like it was so much, I was like, this happened super fast. This is, there was no way to say that wasn't directly connected, especially because in order for it to happen, her friend had to get like, had to stay at work over the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and no one else in the class was having that immediate, like I'm seeing signs experience. Mm. So it was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm nailing this. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> and so I kept going with it. And when I was inspired to put on the workshop, I realized, um, I had to create some sort of a formula because it wasn't intuitive for everyone to do it like I was doing and include right. your senses and your um, feelings and all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Out of curiosity, do you do yours in an Excel sheet? Um, it honestly depends. So when I do the workshop, I do do it in an Excel sheet. Okay. Um, and then generally after the workshop, I do it in a Word doc. I didn't know that about you. I thought I was so superior doing it in Excel. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I I used to, if you really want the backs, I used to handwrite it, but my brain, the further you get in, the better you get at it. Like my brain couldn't, my hand couldn't keep up with my brain. Yeah. I was thinking that too. Like my hand, like there's something very sort of grounded about handwriting, Mm -hmm. but there are so many moments where your brain, like you just, you need to go faster and just gets it, gets you there faster. Yeah. 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 Um, that's so cool. And was that like the, after that weekend you were like, this is it that I'm doing, this is the right way to do it. Was it really that weekend that kind of solidified it for you? Yeah. Because I had transitioned, which is the same thing that happens. Like you just finished manifest 10 K sort of this free scripting Hmm. about like, like starting with a, what I call a scripting starter, like life is amazing and going off of that and transition mm-hmm. into this real like day in the life of script. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I had noticed as I, you know, it was really great. I attracted all these people into my course, but then I realized like, you have to go a little bit bigger. Like you need to go to that day in the life script because those just kind of those prompts don't have enough legs on them, mm-hmm. like to, to create, they create sort of like a one experience, but they don't create the sort of the 3d life experience. Yeah. 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 Okay. So my next question kind of two-parter, um, how did you realize feeling your feelings was, was so important? Like when did it, and then when did it become such a big part of your coaching? Or maybe it's just me. Maybe that's just all you ever (laughs) coached me to do. No, I mean, I think there's two or three answers that are, you know, pretty standard, but one of them is feel your feelings. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but so for me, I had started, um, I've talked a little bit about this before, like learning like an inner, like different energetic techniques to change your thoughts and beliefs. Mm-hmm. And there was a process in which you could move someone who is having an emotional response through it very quickly. Like you could just move the energy of it. Um, and I did that. And I also, the way that I started doing it as a practitioner is I had, um, randomly, like very randomly found this person and, and someone had been like, you, you just got to go do this. Like, it's awesome. And I went and did this process with her and it was awesome. And so probably three to five years later after going to her, um, it was like my self-growth. Every time I'd get $300, I would invest in sessions with her. (laughs) Um, But, and then I also learned to do it on my own, but there was one session in particular where she didn't do the energy movement of the feeling with me. And she was like, and I remember her saying, I could move you through this quickly. Like we could do all the energetic things and really we could have moved through it, but you need to feel it. 
<laughs> and that wasn't part of the curriculum, which we had learned, by the way. <laughs> it was okay. definitely not. Now that I look back, I see all of that curriculum was really about like skipping over the feeling, like be, just moving the energy and not feeling. Right. And so that was a really, I believe, a really powerful shift for me in experience Mm -hmm. um, in which I think I started to feel more. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when someone comes, because I don't use those tools anymore, I mean, might be upset to know I could probably move you through anything in about 30 seconds, like if I wanted to, and if I wanted to do the work versus like you feel it. Right. Mm. And what I realized is that so many people had that same experience. Like they just didn't know how to feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was able to remember like, Oh, that was the moment. And so just feeling, we can't move through anything if we don't feel it. Yeah. You know, we're taught to hide our emotions and mm. just over the years too, the more that I hold the space for someone to feel, the more I realize how powerful every time it's more powerful, right? Every time, um, especially if someone's newer and they've maybe held on to like, they haven't felt this thing for years, um, feeling it like all of a sudden, like that thing that they couldn't do is like a non, non issue anymore, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Um, and so it just became a big part of my coaching because, most of what we need to do is feel because we have been taught to unfeel. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and you work with kids, you know, like before they've been taught to, to not feel like they can go have a meltdown. They can cry it out and they can stand up and go be fine. Yeah. Which is, that's how it's supposed to work. Mm-hmm. But as adult, like we, we get trained out of that. And so what we do is we resist that feeling and that emotion. And then we try to talk our way out of it and we push against it and we do all these things instead of just feel it and move on. And so it takes like five years to move through th- something instead of five minutes. Yeah. And that's, it's so important to me in working with kids is really honoring their feelings. And because I remember specific moments in my childhood where I was given opinions slash judgments about the emotional reactions I was having. Um, and those are things that I still like, I'm actively working on with you as like a 30 something woman. Like those things really affected me as a six-year-old. They're, it's just so funny that I, yeah, it's so true. I I don't know if it's our site, you know, who knows? It doesn't matter. In the enchanted circle, that's not what's up. We are all about feeling the feelings <laughs> uh, because so much amazing happens from them. It always happens with me. And it I, I don't want to say it, it makes it more more better, but um it, <laughs> it does make it a, an easier pill to swallow when I am sitting in discomfort and sadness or fear or anger. Um, things that I've been taught are bad, quote unquote, bad emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, it's so much easier for me now to know, embrace them and feel them and free of judgment. And there's always something really good at the end of it. Even if it's just like a really nice, like cleansing feeling. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, and it creates so much space. I mean, people don't realize 
holding on to that is like, there's not space. You need space inside and out, like in your outside life, because your outside life reflects your inside life. And when there's no space, because there's just all of these emotions that haven't been felt, there's, there's less space for creation. Yeah. I'm thinking about like people who work out, you know, fitness people who work out their emotions still have problems. <laughs> yeah. Still have those emotions. <laughs> and not that I don't yeah. know. It's like, it's not actually solving anything. And I always picture sort of, um, working out as opening up space in me. Mm-hmm. So I, I wonder if that's happening on some level for some fitness people, like working out to open up space because they're not emotionally opening up that space. I'm just getting hypothetical now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's possible. But yeah, when we can learn to feel that it's, it's just so much easier. Yeah. And it just, it, I like, I, I'm picturing when I work with little kids who don't have words yet mm-hmm. and, you know, they bump their head or something and they look at you with these panic eyes. Like, what do I do? What is this feeling? I'm like, that scared me. I'm hurt. And what do I do? And they have just these giant eyes and I usually say, like, you know, like most grownups say, it's okay. You're fine. Like there's no broken skin. You know, you're fine. You are actually fine. And that sometimes triggers them into the crying. And then I, it's just so amazing how they just flip right out of it and they're fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. And it's, yeah, it's so amazing. It, it's not like if we, like, I know some adults where something quote unquote bad happens and then they ignore it and don't feel it but then it colors the rest of their day. I mean, the rest of their life. Potentially. Yeah. But I mean, these kids, they just bounce, they feel, they scream, they cry, and then they get back up and their day is great still. So. Right. They don't, they're like, they're not still like, oh man, can you believe today? Yeah. <laughs> that time I bumped my head on the crib. It was awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Cool. Yeah. Any other questions pop up from that? No, Cassie, thank you for being on my show today. (laughs) You're welcome. Thanks for having me. (laughs) And thank you all for listening. Make sure to come back next time. The telling of stories is so powerful, both to the person telling it and the person receiving it. Since 30,000 BC, We as humans have told stories to teach and guide. And now we, with Manifesting Success Stories, hope to inspire you to what is possible in your own life. If you want more Manifesting Success, go to moremanifestingsuccess.com where you'll find links to anything we've talked about on the show. Thank you for joining us today. And remember, you have the power to write your own happy ever after.